Welcome to the world of fiction, where we're lying, but that's okay. One prepared host, two neurodivergent nerds, two authors dig deeper into the lies that expose truths. If you're a fan of fiction with a curious mind, tune in each week for discussions on speculative worlds, fandom, the industry, and creating. Let's talk about libraries. I'm your prepared host, J.S. Garrity. And I'm the host who's winging it, Ludlow Adams. For our new listeners out there, every week, I choose and prepare a topic because I'm a researcher and a planner. And I find out the topic a half an hour before because I'm an improviser and good on my feet. Let's get into it. So yeah, libraries. This is, yeah, this is important. Libraries. Yeah. And it, the question that I hear a lot, um, you know, participating in circles of readers and writers is, are libraries even still relevant? And I think people don't understand everything that libraries do and provide. And they assume, oh, you know, we have ebooks now and we have these book subscriptions and everything's online. So why is a library necessary? Yeah. I saw a comment from somebody who's just obviously so very disconnected from what the world looks like. We have Amazon now. Why do we need libraries? Well, because it's not about you. It's about mm -hmm. everybody. It's about society as a general or as a whole. And there are a whole lot of people who rely on libraries in order to become better prepared for yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, a library provides a lot more than even just books now. They provide digital access and Mm -hmm. People can take courses uh, at computers at libraries in some cases yeah. and better their lives. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a yeah, it's a public service that I think is very necessary still. Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, there's so much more beyond the books that a library provides for a community. Um, there's like you know the concrete benefits that are um, advertised and planned out, and then there's the benefits that are. Um, softer uh, community benefits, things like um, just a warm place to be yeah. if you don't have somewhere to go um, and somewhere for, for kids to go if they're not getting literacy at home. Um, there's, yeah, there's so many important functions that a library um, fulfills outside of just books, but even just looking at the books, I mean, it, obvious difference between Amazon and libraries. One's free. Yeah. One is very green and sustainable. Um, and the whole idea of like, oh, you buy a Kindle book and then you just return it if you can read it within the seven-day return period, um, that actually causes authors to lose money. Yeah. They're not just like not getting that sale they actually have to pay Amazon money when you return a book Yeah, out of their own pocket. Yeah. So that is a practice that it, and it makes no sense because you can do the exact same thing with a library and the author makes money. The author makes royalties when you check out their book from the library. Yeah. There's a large segment of society um, and not just here in the United States, but everywhere that is, 
only 100% concerned about themselves. Yeah. Well, this is more convenient for me. This is what I can do. My understanding mm-hmm. is Amazon had changed that policy a little bit. Um, I hope so. And now I'm really curious, but I'm not going to do the research while we're talking. Yeah. Um, that'll, that'll be a topic for another day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that Amazon probably should change about their policies to better protect, you know, creators. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, back to libraries specifically. Um, you mentioned classes, and I think that's something that a lot of people would could benefit from um, if they know that they exist. And yeah. you might think, oh, well, my local library doesn't have these things. You would probably be surprised. So, you know, go on your library's website, look at their calendar, their events page, and chances are there's some classes on there yeah. that you didn't know about. My um my local library, which is really pretty tiny, also has like an activities room where they can do classes or, mm-hmm. you know, they might kid bring kids in and they'll do like art stuff with the kids and things like that. And, and you know, those kinds of things are incredibly important for the development of a person. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it goes far beyond, you know, oh, we just need somebody to be a mechanic. You know, we want that mechanic to be well-rounded and to have something approaching a liberal arts mm-hmm. education. Um, and liberal arts educations does not mean like getting a worthless degree or anything. It's one of those things that helps people understand um, the world that they live in. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people get hung up on, on the term liberal arts, but it's, you know, it's also the education of Washington and Jefferson and, mm-hmm. and Franklin and Adams. Um, and any of, job... Any job you're in requires those soft skills yeah. that a liberal arts education yeah. provides. An English degree is actually one of the most versatile degrees you can have. And you can go into so many different fields with yeah. an English degree. Yeah. And and understanding those things and learning those things is is incredibly facilitated by having a library. Yeah with you, yeah. you know, which is one of the reasons every school has a library or every, yeah. every school I've ever been, I've ever encountered yes. since I was a kid. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And universities too, they often have an online library and a physical library because yeah. they both serve very important functions. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to talk about the school that we both go to, um, SNHU's uh, digital library is is pretty neat. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we can get there. We're using a textbook in one of my courses that is out of the library, so none of us have to actually buy it or anything, which is pretty nice because mm-hmm. I looked it up and it was hundreds of dollars because it's a 700-something yeah. page book. Yeah. So. Um, so I preparing for this just kind of took a glance at um the library local library in in our city which i haven't been to yet because um we moved house recently and um the city we were previously living in we went to the library all the time Mm -hmm. um so i was fairly familiar with it and so i thought what better time than preparing for this podcast to look at our new library um new to us 
library and see what kind of stuff they have. Um, and they actually have even more, even though it's it's a small library. It's not huge. I live in a um, a more suburban uh, tradition. Uh, in the past, traditionally more rural mm -hmm. city, um, but our library has a lot going on. Um, there's something going on every single day yeah. of the entire month, every day. Yeah. Um, baby story time, ACT prep, um, playtime for kids, mm -hmm. and after school story time, um, adult craft classes. There's a writer's club and a writing class for adults. Um, preschool activities that are completely free. Um, Dungeons and Dragons every Saturday. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's somebody out there who's gonna be like, "Oh, I can't do that." But <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think it's fantastic. I mean, what a great way mm -hmm. to get kids into math and you know thinking on yeah. the field. Yeah, and for yeah. a lot of kids, this might be the way that they interact with their community, and this oh, might yeah. be the only place they feel like they belong yeah and they have this they actually have it twice a week they have it thursdays and saturdays yeah and that's a chance for kids who might feel isolated um which is you know a very common thing for a child to experience yeah. um it's a chance for them to have somewhere where they can belong on a regular basis yeah yeah social interaction obviously is so important i mean you know when mm -hmm. you talk about soft skills getting kids together and, and yeah. having them interact with each other and figure out what works and what doesn't, um, hopefully mm -hmm. in a, in a healthy, um, respectful way. Yeah. That's how you do the best in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other things I found, um, they have a free yoga class, which is pretty cool. Usually, if you want to do a yoga class, even at your community rec center, it's kind of pricey. They have a free yoga class, um, you know, providing a health benefit to the community, I'm making jealous. it accessible for people. I'm, yeah. Isn't I'm that so, cool? I'm so, so jealous. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, and then they have adult English classes for um, people who who um, have another first language other than English, yeah. um, English language learners, not like English, like uh, language arts, but English language. Um, and that's also free and kind of amazing, you know, usually that kind of thing would be so expensive. Yeah. Um, but the library provides it as a public service and makes it, accessible to people who wouldn't normally have access which is kind of the core of what a library is yeah. about these days at least yeah yeah and you know you get you get people together who um you know maybe they're doing research on something and the library mm -hmm. is one of the most important things for them you know being able to dig out all kinds of things scientific yeah. studies and, and all kinds of things so you know if if you're at a if you're a library at like a a very technical university or science mm -hmm. forward university you're going to have a very different thing from somebody yeah. you know a, a a library at an arts 
your school or something like that. And so Mm -hmm. that's one of the benefits is libraries are able to customize for the people that are going to be using them in the situation that they're in. And that's exactly amazing. I mean, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and librarians, uh, require an education that, um, I think most people don't realize how specialized it is. You can't just have, um, you know, a bachelor's in English or a bachelor's in literature and be a librarian. It's, it's a science. There's a science to, um, libraries and and it's a master's for most of them. Yeah. 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 Master's degree. Yeah. Master's Um, in library science specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple of librarian friends. So yeah. (laughs) And you, uh, you can be like a, an assistant or, or something. Um, but that would be, you know, what we think of, what most people might think of with just the restocking the shelves when the books come back and um, general, you know, keep of the physical facility. But um, the the trained, you know, official titled librarians um, have a very specific education. And part of that education is being experts at research. Yeah. So if you're you know, in school or if you're doing some project for work and you're feeling overwhelmed trying to research on databases or um, Google Scholar or whatever you're using and you feel like you're not getting the results you're looking for, you can go to your library and ask the librarian for help. And the library probably also um, on their computers gives you access to databases that you would normally have to pay for where you yeah. can find better quality research, um, do a little better than Google Scholar maybe, yeah. um, and they can show you how to make an online inquiry that focuses and narrows down to exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. And there's all kinds of tricks that they can use. Um, and it's... <laughs> It's not an easy thing to do, which is why a lot of people struggle with that. I see it every single day as a a tutor at SNHU, students struggling with finding research for their, you know, persuasive essays or whatever they're looking on, uh, working on. It's enough of a need that um, I'm doing an entire workshop series on just like doing college research. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, what I can teach them is like very surface level compared to what an actual librarian can provide for, for doing that kind of research. So, yeah, that's just one example of a very specific need that your library can fulfill. I think, I I think one of the arguments against libraries right now, and it's a, it's a false argument, I think, is, well, we have computers, we don't. You know, we don't need mm-hmm. all this stuff. We have access to everything. And no, actually, we don't. Right. It, it only feels like we have access to absolutely everything. You know, as you've said, there are going to be scientific databases or, or study databases mm-hmm. and, and the like that, you know, the average person really can't get into um, mm-hmm. unless you get a membership to that or you figure out right. exactly who did the study find that person's email address and shoot them an email asking them for a copy of the study, which they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yep. 
yeah, libraries just give mm-hmm. access uh, to so many things for all of us, to anybody who, yeah. who kind of needs it. So anytime somebody says, well, I did my research, it's like, really? Did you go to a library and, and really dig mm-hmm. into all of this? Did you do your own study? No, you watched, you know, two, three minute um, YouTube videos and now you think mm-hmm. you're an expert. So, yeah, yeah it's it's a big deal. I mean, it, it gives us access to all kinds of things. Now, I've been going to libraries since I was six, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's when I first checked out The Hobbit and read it. Mm-hmm. Six or mm-hmm. seven. No, six. Yeah, it was six. Seven is when I discovered D&D. And for some reason, I was flipping the two of them around. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It, it was something that has really defined my life in, in one of the best ways mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, yeah. I think, especially for kids, it's such an important part of discovering that love of reading because you might not have access in your home or in your classroom to the types of books that you'll end up falling in love with. And the library provides access to all kinds of books, including you know, like graphic novels, um, nonfiction, obviously fiction, mm-hmm. um, all different kinds of, of books in, in every genre. So as a kid, you walk in and you can explore, you can really explore what you enjoy. Yeah. And I think that's, you yeah. know, hugely important. That's why I take my kids, even though we have a very vast children's library at home um we have hundreds of children's books we still go to the library on a regular basis and i make that a priority because my kids explore things that they normally wouldn't like they wouldn't say oh for christmas i want a book about how dna works they're not necessarily going to ask for that right yeah but they go to the library and they find this book on dna um this is a, a true true story um, my son checked out like five books about DNA. And for, you know, the, the two, three weeks that we had these library books, he read every single day about DNA. And it's just that excitement of going and finding this book yourself, finding this section of books on DNA, yeah. that curiosity that's then sparked. that I don't think would work the same if I bought a book on DNA and then gave it to him and yeah. said, here, read this. And be like, oh, this is schoolwork, right? This is yeah. this is a job. <laughs> when we talk about the development of people, I think that's one of the things that's really important is you they're you know, kids who can wander around libraries and make some of their own decisions are learning mm-hmm. how to be a bit more independent. And that's yeah. one of the huge problems that we've always had. You yeah. know, um adults saying, Oh no, 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 you need to do it this way. Um, mm-hmm. and it maybe it, to me, it, it, it sometimes seems like we're getting worse about that, but that might just be the way things are presented online. You know, you hear yeah. some of the horror stories about helicopter parents or something and libraries are um, one of those places to let your kids <laughs> kind of fly free a little bit. Yeah. As a parent, it's not, I mean, it's very real. Um, kids, it's not just something that's overinflated on the internet. Um, kids are being given less and less choices yeah. um, and it is an issue and it causes a lot of mental health issues down the road. Um, I I mean, I could get on a soapbox about this and go on for a while, but um, 
and for me and my husband, it's really important that our kids feel like they have control over things like their education mm -hmm. and their extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. um, so they get to decide, uh, for example, this might blow some parents' minds, um, but my kids decide how they do their schooling. So my son chooses to homeschool mm -hmm. and I let him make that decision for mm -hmm. himself. Um, when my daughter chooses to go to um, a specific school, that's where she belongs and is safe and um, let my kids make that decision because mm -hmm. oftentimes the issues that we have with kids in school, it's that feeling of all of your control and your, Economy being taken away yeah and that can lead to trauma and um bad relationship with learning yeah and i think a library is just the epitome of that freedom and control yeah. over the information you choose to prioritize and yeah. and exploring the things that interest you um yeah i think yeah. Well, maybe, just like you said, it's just kids can then they it's one of the only areas for a lot of kids where they can take control and decide what they want to pick up. And maybe that's why, you know, a certain segment of the population has has a real issue with libraries because they don't want kids having that kind of. Control. Well, it could be, you know, they that we have a segment in society. Well, we have a couple segments in society that want to control thought in general. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of them likes to get rid of libraries. Um, yeah. Because they can't control everything that's in the library. It's one of the reasons mm -hmm. we ban books in this country because they, yeah. we don't want kids having access to them because they might think. Mm -hmm. And it really really gets kind of frustrating i can only imagine what it would be like to be a kid now and be told over and over and over again no you can't learn anything about that because we don't think it's okay mm -hmm. then again i, I think mean, we it, all experienced that to some extent when we were kids but yeah yeah um as a parent i know i would much rather have my kids learn about certain things in the world from a book first rather than being um blindsided by it yeah. in the real world and experiencing it for the first time in a, a, a way where there's the stakes are there and there's real danger and risk involved yeah um yeah i i don't think it's a surprise to anyone who's listened to us before that um i'm not a, a fan of censorship yeah <laughs> and that's not not something I get down with. Um, no, drives me crazy. Yeah. And it's not something libraries get down with. Um, librarians are some of the most um, active uh, supporters of, you know, never banning books, of making books that are banned accessible and and not censoring what kind of literature we have access to. Yeah. or information that we have access to. Yeah. Um, the, the thing with censorship that makes me laugh is, you know, we actually were, you know, people are like, oh, we didn't used to have all the censorship. 
that that's one of the arguments that I've heard. And that's why we need to get rid of libraries because we didn't used to have this censorship. I don't understand how that all connects together, by the way. But one of the things is we used to have a lot more censorship than we do now. You know, there used to be music censors and all kinds of stuff, movie censors, show censors and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten a lot better. Um, it had gotten a lot better for decades. And now I think, I think people are, you know, there's a, there's a part of the society that's like, oh no, now we need to get rid of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's, I think like a lot of things, it's a bit of a pendulum and libraries happen to be one of the battlegrounds. You know, people mm -hmm. are like, we've got to get rid of the libraries because they teach kids how to think is ultimately, mm -hmm. I think, the argument. Um, yeah. And you're right. Censorship is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, We brushed a little bit on tech, right, on, on computers. Mm -hmm. um, and the argument against libraries that we have computers actually is the, the computer thing is an argument for libraries um, because not everyone has access to a computer. Yeah. Not everyone has access to all the benefits that a computer can provide because there's a paywall. Yes. And the library removes that paywall. Yeah. So chances are your local library not only has computers that you can use, but they're also most likely free. There's usually a timer because they want to make sure everyone has a chance to use it, but they're usually free. They also have printers. Yeah. And the printing is much cheaper than if you went to um, say like a UPS store. Um, they also have librarians who can teach you how to use things on the computer, like Microsoft word and Excel and, um, the internet, you know, in general, which for people who didn't grow up with those things, that's kind of a vital um, component to the world today and yeah. something they didn't get a chance to learn in school or grow up with. Um, and some libraries let you check out electronic devices. Yeah. Um, just our, our library alone um, has little uh like ipads basically little tablets for kids that can be checked out for i think it was it was two weeks or four weeks one of those at a time um that has just a ton of like educational apps and mm -hmm. games on it so kids who don't have access to the same electronic privileges that other kids might have can check this out from the library yeah. and they can play those games and it encourages uh the you know the gamification of learning which yeah. is a very well studied and well established yeah. form of learning um yeah it, so the the libraries actually work very well with our our technology and our access to information yeah using technology I think I think you just kind of hit on something. You know, you mentioned paywall and a couple of other mm -hmm. things. And I think that I think that there is a movement um that says that development and education should be behind a paywall whereas mm -hmm. libraries have tried to make it free for as long as possible. I mean for for yeah. for centuries now. I mean, yeah. You know, um so 
I, I think I think maybe that's one of the the reasons people fight against them. I don't know why I'm hung up on that. I I, I think it's because I, I read how, you know, libraries are getting unfunded um, and, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And, and it just it just blows my mind. It just yeah. floors me. Um, yeah. You know, you can you can borrow digital books from your library. Typically, yeah. um, you don't and, even have to step inside. Yeah. You can literally just go to the website yeah. and, you know, you can apply for most libraries. You can apply for your library card from their website, yeah. get a card number and then have access to the entire digital library yeah. without ever having to walk outside your door. Yeah. Yeah, and people are able to borrow, you know, um, digital books or digital audio books or, mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of things. And, yeah, sometimes there's a waiting list because they're only allowed so many, you know, they might have yeah, the ability to Yeah, it still works like a, or, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think it's great. I think it's such a great way of being able to, to spread or mm-hmm. allow information um, to be shared with everybody yeah Yeah. um speaking of funding for libraries uh, a question i think people might have is okay i concede that libraries are relevant still and that they provide important um important things for you know people who aren't me maybe but why do i care like what do I can just let it happen and and ignore it, right? And not have to do anything. Um, But unfortunately, a lot of libraries are being underfunded and um, you don't actually have to, you know, donate monetary funds to help with that problem. You can just show up and go to your library, maybe like check out one book or even just use the electronic you know, ebook service because the way libraries, most libraries are funded is by um, how many people are using it. So the more people using the library, the more funding that they're going to get, the better quality services they can provide. And then maybe they'll actually have something that you are interested in. Yeah. You do want to participate in. Maybe they'll have some kind of a course that, you would be interested in taking or you know crafting the library at the city we used to live in had like cooking classes that you could go to um which made a lot of sense for the kind of community we were in but um chances are your library does have something that you could find useful but if it doesn't they maybe it's because they don't have enough funding to to have more stuff and And all you have to do is show up yeah it's literally it yeah showing usage is is the best way for most people to be able to argue for funding uh, adequate funding or more funding an increased level of funding or something um and if you're one of those people who's like yeah but i don't need it well okay but your neighbor might need it your neighbor might need Mm -hmm. it really badly and you have no idea um yeah your community most definitely needs it um, our yeah. society needs it. You know, societies built on freedom of expression are really, really helped by mm-hmm. access to information, to access to yeah. to literature and art and all these other things. And so 
today yeah. we're, we're more specifically talking about libraries but you know you can even see some art in libraries sometimes and definitely literature and science and and all of these absolutely fascinating topics so yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it, even if you're not using the direct resources that the library is providing you are most likely benefiting from your library just by living in the community that your library serves yeah who is it one of the green brothers the uh john john or hank green uh the, the guys mm -hmm. who on youtube are the vlog brothers one of them has been like you know why did why is it important to me to fund education even though i don't have kids and he's like because i i really want to live in a nation full of people who aren't stupid and yeah. that sounds really harsh but you know sometimes there's there's a bit of truth yeah. to that we want to we want it a a society where people understand things better mm -hmm. um and you know can can empath can empathize i mean you know empathy is one of the big things that makes a society go round and so is teamwork and you know being able to pull together mm -hmm. and so all of those things can be assisted through libraries yep yep um just one example if you care about your local government at all then libraries have a direct impact on your community's ability to vote and your community's ability to understand the policies they're voting for. Yeah. Um, libraries can even help with things like voting um, for people who don't necessarily know how to access that. Um, and if you care about your local government and you care about the people in your community making educated decisions and understanding the policies that they're voting for, then that is just one one very small example yeah. i'm not small in the importance but um small compared to the number you know quantity yeah. of ways that it helps the community it's just one example of many ways that a library benefits you indirectly without you even knowing yeah it is yeah so important i mean just yeah being a good citizen and helping yeah. others become better citizens themselves so yeah yeah it's one of the easiest things you can do yeah. to help your community yeah just support the library that's yeah. it so easy <laughs> yeah yeah agreed yeah i um i really miss the the libraries that i had access to when i was growing up you know one was a, a town library and it was this well city library technically but was this tiny little building and then i also had access to the one on the marine corps air station and mm -hmm. um that was much much larger um and i would check books out at both places and i check books out of school um school libraries all the mm -hmm. time and you know there was that that it, it really facilitated the period um in which for about seven years i read about a book a day mm -hmm. um Except for during the summer, I think I slowed down quite a bit during the summer, but typically I'd still read a book like every other day or something. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, it was a huge part of who I am. Yeah. Um, kids specifically, uh, libraries can be so much more than just a place to find a book. 
Um, I think most people are familiar with the idea that um, schools provide a place for kids to be where they can be warm and safe and fed when they're not necessarily getting that at home. And that's an important function that schools play. I think that became really clear during the COVID shutdowns. Um, That was a concern that a lot of people had were these kids who it wasn't just about the education aspect. It was about being warm, being fed, having access to basic human necessities. And for a lot of kids, that doesn't, you know, stop with school, they can go to a library and they can have that at the library as well. And the library provides those same benefits for kids, someplace warm they can go to, um, especially if they have parents who have to work multiple jobs. Um, For kids who can't get help with their homework from a guardian, for whatever reason, you know, this isn't a judgment on parents or guardians who are you know in these situations unfortunately we all know like poverty is a cycle and um a parent who has to work you know two full-time jobs just to keep a roof over their head is you know it's there's no judgment at least from me on on the people going through that um but they might not be around to provide their kids with the homework help or they didn't get the education they needed to be able to do that And libraries provide that. Libraries have free tutoring and kids can go and they can do their homework at the library. Yeah, just, I mean, access to to crazy things like encyclopedias when when I was a kid, you know, like Mm -hmm. we had a a set of encyclopedias. Well, we had a couple sets of encyclopedias and I read them cover to cover. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I went back and bought um, the Childcraft Dictionaries not really encyclopedias, but kind of. Um, and I adore them. Like I found the ones that were published in the seventies and collected them all up. And so cool. I've got them on my, <laughs> I've got them right there on my bookshelf. And, mm-hmm. you know, just having access to things like that is amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, you know, Wikipedia is really neat and all, but, you know, mm-hmm. having a book in your hand sometimes is, is, is a lot more fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it, even just having a quiet place to go. I mean, not that libraries these days are the, like the whole sh- silence, whatever. They're not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, there is noise that goes on, but it's not noisy in the same way um, as like maybe a cafe or yeah. a more public um, area might be. It feels a little more private. Um, at least in my experience, going to libraries. And yeah, there's kids kind of like making noise and talking and stuff. But for the most part, um, it's fairly free of distractions, especially in like the adult study areas with um, the computers and desks meant for for grownups. And so it's a place where you can find peace. And that's kind of one of those softer, less... Um, concrete benefits but I mean honestly like I've gone to the library without my kids before just to have a quiet place to sit yeah in a in a place that has you know good vibes or whatever and um maybe find a book that I wouldn't normally pick up and 
and just yeah. have a moment, live in the moment, just a, a small um, piece of, of serenity and, um, you know, a happy place, a literal happy place that you can yeah. go to. Yeah, and yeah. rediscovering that sense of wonder that we had as kids when we went into the library and yeah like, oh, wow, there's all this stuff here like every once in a while it still hits me and i'm like this is this is fantastic this is so great yeah if you've never looked through and browsed through the um the non-fiction section of the adult non-fiction section of the library that is like art and crafting and that kind of thing you absolutely should because there's such cool stuff there. Um, I checked out like sewing books. Um, I checked out fashion drawing books mm -hmm. about like drawing clothing. I've checked out just craft books that have different ideas for um, crafts that you can make. And this is all stuff that, yeah, you could get online, but it, you know, that same book would cost like 50 bucks if you bought it yourself and the ebook version is a lot harder to use because of the nature of the book yeah um and it you know some of the sewing books i took a sewing class or a couple sewing classes um my first time at university and the materials just the books alone are so expensive yeah. so so expensive and you can get the same exact thing at the library. And, you know, it's a lot of them are kind of some of them are great for reference, but a lot of them are like it teaches you the basic skills and then, you know, them. And if you're practicing them regularly, you don't need the book anymore. Yeah. Um, and you can do that. You can go to the library, check out the book. You can learn a brand new skill from start to finish. And then you have this new skill that you've learned and you didn't have to spend anything to learn it. It's such a great point too. like literally thinking about sewing, you know, because of the, some of the LARP stuff that I'm getting into. I'm like, I should really start sewing again. Mm -hmm. But I've been kind of paralyzed about it. So now I'm like, well, maybe I should just run down to the library and pick up a book or two on yeah. sewing. And then you can explore the different options they have and decide yeah. which one fits what you want to do the most yeah. and it's a lot easier to make that decision when you can actually open it up and you can grab a whole stack sit down at a table open them up and look inside yeah. and, and say oh this teaches this skill and that's something that i i need to learn for this very specific project that i'm doing yeah whereas if you're going online you're kind of taking a shot in the dark yeah just hoping it has what you need yeah. An expensive shot in the dark, as you said, in, in a lot of cases. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny. Like, I haven't been to my local library in probably a couple of years now. And so I'm like, well, you know what? I think it's time to go back because, yeah. you know, in the past it was always like, oh, I'm just looking for fiction. Well, I've got probably a year and a half, two years of fiction reading ahead of me already mm -hmm. without buying a, or or getting anything new. But getting a hold of some really good books on uh on crafting specifically mm -hmm. might be might be really good yeah um i didn't go to a library for years um and then you know then i had kids 
and it, that changes things obviously but um it wasn't until maybe a couple years ago um after covid and and kind of having to live without some of those things for a while that i rediscovered the joy of going to the library for myself yeah. and not just for my kids and so it became part of our routine like okay kids like go explore look around i'm going to be in the adult section yeah. <laughs> looking for myself and that alone just sets a great example for your kids yeah. that yeah. learning isn't just for kids reading isn't just for kids yeah um, looking at art books and learning how to draw something from a, an art book that's not just for kids um yeah there's just there's so much to explore and it really does bring back that childlike wonder and excitement like oh I could learn how to draw a dinosaur yeah and that's kind of cool yeah yeah I would agree I mean there's just so many so many great options Mm -hmm. yeah now i want to go to the library and i really want to lit, like watch a couple of episodes of reading rainbow now of all yeah things. <laughs> of all things the other thing is that reading in print is a different function in your brain than reading on a screen and mm -hmm. you actually process things differently reading in print which is why a lot of times um when I, maybe this is, isn't the same experience for other people, but in my experience, the recommendation to print off an article that you're using for a research paper so that you have a physical copy. And I give out that advice too. Um, and then when you're revising or editing a book or a short story you've written, good advice to print it out and do a print run. Um, or multiple print run-throughs for revision and editing um, because it is different and it does use a completely different part of your brain. Yeah. Um, so while, you know, I love having my e-reader and being able to have access to a lot of books at my fingertips, um, something that's really important or if I really want to read strictly for pleasure the print book offers a very different experience yeah and sometimes a more meaningful experience okay i hadn't really run across that but um i would believe it so you're usually pretty good on your your research yeah um, it's um it's uh something that comes up a lot in like professional development and and that kind of thing um, with learning how to read faster and how to better process information that you read instead of forgetting it immediately. Um, one of the things that is always suggested is, you know, print it off, read it in print because your brain just processes things differently when it's reading on a piece of paper versus a screen. And we also read faster on paper than we do on a screen. Yeah. The screen slows us that. down. Yeah, I have definitely mm -hmm. noticed that. So, yeah. Huh. Okay. So there are benefits to, you know, going to the physical library and and getting a, a print version of something. Yeah. Man. Yep. It's on the way to the grocery store, so I may end up stopping in. 
soon. Yeah, maybe you can update us next time <laughs> if you if you go. <laughs> All right, well, that's our time for today. We've been your hosts, Ludlow Adams. And Jay Escarity. Thanks for tuning in. Join us next week for a new topic about the world of fiction. This has been We're Lying, But That's Okay. Big thanks to our listeners for your support. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review. Thank you to our one-man production and tech support team, Max Garrity, for making this podcast possible.